here we are. Yeah, here we are. Oh, what are you sipping on? Champagne, it's the lowest calorie alcoholic beverage. Did you know that? That can't be true. By volume? Yeah. What do you think is lower, alcohol? Light beer. No! Really? I don't know. What's a fucking Michelob? How many calories does light, light beer have? Uh, what is Michelob Ultra? It's like, isn't it like 80 calories or something? Maybe that's it. Those are pretty big, right? Oh, wait. Oh, it's, it's eight calories per ounce. So this is 96 for a 12 ounce serving. So maybe that's the best. I just could never drink that in a million years. <laughs> that is that is such an incredibly effete thing that you're drinking champagne because it's the lowest in calories. Like that's effete. Are you a trophy wife? What is happening? I would love to be a trophy wife. Right? Well, keep working it, buddy. You'll get there. Ugh. So we're back. We're doing Citrus Madness. We haven't even released the last episode. That's true. It's going through an extensive review process. We'll get it out there. We got a lot to talk about. Part of the reason I'm so tired is I went to New York. How was New York? You know, it didn't feel like New York is back totally. It only felt like halfway back. Mm. Well, we were there uh, like early 2021. We met up there. May 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that was just starting to go back to normal, but it's still it's still not back to normal. It was more like May 2021 was still you had to wear a mask almost everywhere. Right. Yeah. A lot of places closed. People were still really pushing the outdoor dining. Right. We were still mm. in that. You have to eat in a box phase. <laughs> those, those fucking plastic dividers. Uh-huh. Everyone trips over. So we were still in that mode. And that's gone, but it's just not quite the same buzz yet. Things are happening. I mean, there was a subway shooting. That's sort of getting back to the basics. You know, crime is up. They're bringing back crime. That's a, you know, a New York style thing. That is comforting to see that crime's coming back. They should bring back the porno theaters. Hmm. When did those go away? Like the 70s or what? Uh, 90s. Giuliani got rid of them. Oh. For better or for worse. Are those the places where like you, you have like a little booth or something? No, they're like legit theaters. You go in and sit down. Peep shows are closed too, right? So that's closed. Peep show mm -hmm. is more the booth thing. Right. I remember I used to read uh, a news group for porn called Rec Arts Movies Erotica. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this one guy on there who would do reviews, right? And he was like a real character, this guy. He was like married and, a, you know, he wasn't a porn addict. He was really like a harsh critic, right? <laughs> and he had like, he had like really peculiar tastes. That he, okay. he didn't think were peculiar. I always think it's funny when someone, like, ha has a completely aesthetic judgment, and they're, like, adamant that they're right about it, you know? Like, there's nothing more subjective 
in like physical attraction, right? So he had like this philosophy that European European women weren't attractive, right? Like they needed to be American. The whole continent, yeah, okay. So they had so like he he could only get off <laughs> if the woman was American, right? Right. And he could only get off if they were like super girlish and like not jaded or but as a part of that, he was really into trans women. <laughs> so like, like, you know, 40% of his positive reviews for, were for trans porn. And this was in like 1996, you know? Huh. Yeah. But what he would do is he would go to like a porn store that had like a booth. Yeah. And I never went in one of those things because it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> But the way they would work is you would like put a quarter in and you'd get like five minutes, but you would get five minutes of like hundreds of movies you could choose between. Mm -hmm. So we would like put a quarter in and start watching one and see if it would catch his attention. Right. And you would fast mm -hmm. forward. So he would barrel through lots of these movies, just putting it. So he would see like, you know, 80 so you're movies jerking off while you're doing this. He, this guy wasn't no way. This guy. Cause he's a critic. Yeah. He's trying to find one he likes and then he'll buy it probably. But yeah, so that's what that peep show thing is. It's like you're in a little seat and you put a quarter in and then you get like five minutes of porn. It's so weird. Do people get off on how like depraved it is? Is that the thrill? They or got you, just right? Like, I don't know. I mean. They got to they gotta get off on how um, they're jerking off in kind of public, right? Mm hmm. But yeah, that's the big issue for me is I don't. Yeah, I know that I know that HIV starts dying real fast once it leaves the body. <laughs> so I know there's not really that much disease risk, but being in a room of aging cum like just doesn't seem right. Is there anything sleazier in the world that you can imagine than jerking off in a little booth in some porn store? Yes. Right, yes. I mean, like... Eating shit. That's not sleazy. That's disgusting. It's not sleazy, though. Oh, sleazy? Yeah. Like, you don't see someone's eating shit, and you're like, that is so sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got no class. <laughs> what if it, what are they eating? Well, they, he's not using a little spoon. He's not using the shit-eating spoon, you know? Okay. But yeah, so I was in New York and I went to this gay bar and uh, I got cruised. You got cruised. I got cruised. It was like. What is cru what is define cruised? Well, you know, I'm not a scholar of the form. But I think. But do they say something or do they just. Because it sounds like they just kind of walk by and look at you. Eh, well, he was That's, doing that. That seems like a cruise. Yeah, he was okay. doing that. He was doing that for sure. Uh huh. There was like a. A men's side and a women's side. You like walk into that and there's no door to that. Of the gay bar? Oh, because it's a lesbian. It's one of those situations that has uh, sinks, right? Like you walk into the bathroom area and there's just sinks that are out in the open, right? And everyone goes there to wash their hands outside of the bathroom space. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's always weird when they do that. So they had that going on. And then it, they're, on the right-hand side is the women's room and on the left hand side is the men's room you can look right in to the men's room 
right? Mm-hmm. Like the urinals are right there, highly exposed. Yeah. And there's like a little curtain there that's like opened with those little curtain cuffs. You know what I'm talking about? Wow. You know when curtains have like a little cuff? No. Like you 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 open a curtain and then there's like little cuffs that keep it held open. Like you tie it, like little things you tie it up with? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what those are called, but those, this had those. And uh, I'm glad it wasn't beads. I mean, how disgusting would beads be? One of those beaded curtains. So the bathroom was curtained. Yeah, but the curtain was open and cuffed. Right. So I, I get in there and there's a guy already peeing, which, you know, okay. There's two urinals. I get into the next one and then he starts going like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. And, and then he's like, the piss. like, he's like, I almost feel like I need to close the curtain. Oh. Like the piss okay. is so good. Yeah. yeah. He's really <laughs> getting into it. I think I sort of like was like, you giggled i think i I think i sort of gave like a sound like yeah i know how good it feels to pee sometimes you know like Mm -hmm. then i'm peeing and i really need to pee you know yeah i've been holding it a while and now you know this is like our third stop of the night and i start peeing and then this guy he does a straight up pivot right a pivot of his head and then a lean in and he is looking at my penis as it pees. Wow. And I felt a little violated. Uh-huh. Right? I was like, this is really forward. Right? Right, this is, yeah. Even for a gay bar, even being cruise. I've been in gay bars before and, like, been hit on. And, mm-hmm. But looking at my penis as it's peeing, that's, like, even more personal. Even more intimate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> if he was just looking at my penis, that's not a big deal at all. Don't look at it when it's peeing. Well, you're very vulnerable when you're peeing, right? Well, you can't just go. What? You can't just leave, you know? Well... You gotta, st- you gotta, you gotta see it through. I resolved to myself... <laughs> ...that I'm gonna, I'm gonna get all this pee out, right? I'm not yeah. gonna stop halfway... I'm not going to. You should have done a kegel and then been like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. But like, and then I'm peeing a lot. And then he starts commenting on how much pee I have. Like he's still looking at your dick. He watched the whole shebang. I probably peed for like a minute and 15 seconds because I really needed to go. Mm -hmm. And then like it gets towards the end. It gets towards the end and I'm like, fuck you. Like, this is going to be like the most complete pee I've ever had. Uh-huh. So then I'm like pushing. It's like getting wild and wooly in there because I'm trying to get everything out, you know? Yeah. Kind of. And then I leave to go wash my hands and he stays there. <laughs> Just staring at the urinal? Yeah. I mean, maybe he gets back to business. Like, maybe he stopped. I don't know. But, uh. Yeah, that happened to me. Wow. Did you think about saying something? What do you say? Yes, of course I did. Man, well, don't it, look at my fucking penis. I don't know. No, that's a confrontation. I don't want a confrontation there, right? <sighs> well, I don't know. Like, do you think he's going to escalate that? Like, most people would be like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. I mean, like yes. he's going to stand his ground. Yes, I will look at your penis. <laughs> <laughs> you come into our restroom with your fucking heterosexual privilege. You know, it really is about consent. Because if you had just told me beforehand, I really want to watch you pee, I probably would have done it. That you just can't, you can't just stroll up and watch somebody pee, right? Mm. Apparently, you can. And I was, I was there with like some people who are really straight. I've never felt more self conscious about the behavior of straight people. Yeah, like you really notice sometimes how lame straight people are, and sometimes it's funny when like you have one of them. But you get like eight of them together and it becomes kind of insufferable. How are they being lame? Man, it's just like, it was like a karaoke situation. Mm -hmm. And they were doing all the classic straight people karaoke moves. (laughs) (laughs) Like they have no conception of whether a song is difficult to sing or not. Huh their brain just goes to like a Rolodex of like the 10 most famous songs of all time. Yeah. The bodyguard song and stuff. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whitney Houston comes up way more than she should. Whitney Houston. First of all, some of those songs aren't that good. It's just, she's singing them. Yeah. Right. Oh, so like, yeah, you like the song where someone sings perfectly. (laughs) this is really difficult to sing but she really nails it give me that one it's really slow or or even her pop stuff right it's like when you think about singing there's notes that are just hard to fucking hit and Mm -hmm. normal people can't do it and and you get to that part of the song and then you try and it's bad (laughs) uh straight women love to sing like one of those songs together right Mm-hmm. Because they're like, I don't, but I don't know what the idea is. Like, the other people will drown you out. You're doing something crazy with your besties. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Right. You're like, get this bitch up here. Uh-huh. We're going to sing Whitney Houston. This is fundamentally straight girl. Like, guys would never do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Guys just go up there and sing the song they like. Yeah. And it's usually, but- it's usually Garth Brooks, I Got Friends in Low Places. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I've heard the most from men in my life. Yeah. Which is fine. That was him, right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, just like a really abrasive, you know, people of other sexualities can be abrasive too. It's just the karaoke setting for straight people is really bothersome. Mm. Yeah. And you're in a gay bar. I mean, you know, have, have read the room a little. Some of these people, I don't know. I was talking to one of them and, uh, like, I told him that Biden is the best president of my lifetime. Yeah, that's your uh, sexual identity. <laughs> sure. And it's, I had this strange experience where he was like, whoa, huh, whoa, uh, you hear what this guy said? You hear what this guy said? So and he's like, we're going to have a conversation, buddy. We're going to have to talk about this. And then he never, like, I was like, okay, let's, and he didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, vibes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. He was real hung up on, like, Biden's gaffes. You see what he did last week, you know? Because every week, Biden does something kind of weird, right? Right. Which normal people, you know, I, I think find endearing. This this doesn't seem like a gay guy. 
Oh, it was a bunch of straight people at the gay bar. This was a straight rando. No, it was a big group of people. I mean, did he come with Lovely you? Lovely people, just really straight. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening to the podcast, I, I had a great time. This is it. I have mostly been to karaoke with lesbians in my life. Yeah. And I know the lesbian karaoke experience. There's a commitment to lesbian karaoke, right? That I admire. Straight people, when they go to karaoke, they, I don't know, they self-sabotage themselves. Mm. They treat it like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Go up there and sing your heart out, right? Yeah. Because, you know, for gay people, every day is karaoke. <laughs> right? I don't know. Next topic. <laughs> um. <laughs> That'd be a good job. <laughs> uh, so I have, a, I have a restaurant idea oh my gosh well hit me with it man okay so have you copyrighted it not Trademarked yet it? I know but this this officially counts as a patent application um, <laughs> so you know sometimes you go to a restaurant and like you know you get something and so, you know, the person you're with asks you, like, is it good? And you're kind of like, eh, you know, like, yeah, it's okay. Right? Uh-huh. So the idea behind this restaurant is everything on the menu is the best of that item that exists. <laughs> In <laughs> right? the world? So, like, yes. So, like, you order a chicken salad, right? They don't just bring you chicken salad. They bring you the best chicken salad uh-huh anywhere uh-huh. this is your restaurant idea yeah well you, and it's got all kinds of you know how much like, are we charging i mean you know like good reasonable like i don't know three dollar sign three dollar sign yeah wait you think more if if it's the if we're serving the best in the world of everything it should be exorbitant. Yes, yeah, it should be like five hundred a plate. Hmm. I wouldn't have like a family vibe. Because, dude, dude, there's somewhere out there that's making an absolutely ridiculous chicken salad. You think so? Yeah. Some like. Where? I don't know. World's best chicken salad. What is yeah. chicken salad? It's mayonnaise. It's chicken. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not really a salad, is it? No. It's like tuna salad. Yeah, it's it's like chicken and mayonnaise and like some grapes sometimes. Grapes, but does chicken celery? Sa- celery celery is a mm-hmm. main. I feel like an apple will turn up. Uh-huh. There's some apple. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a little fruit. Sometimes a little fruit. A raisin. It's it sucks, right? It's bad. I hate chicken salad. Yeah, but wait till you have it at my wait till you have it at my restaurant. It's also E. coli waiting to happen. It's also another great thing about this restaurant is if you want to try something new and like you don't like it, like you get something you never had before, you don't like it, you never have to try it anywhere else again. Cause you've already had like the best version of it. So if you don't like that, you're not gonna like any This is a silly idea. Why? I think it's genius. 
Because you can't. You're telling me I have a whole menu. Everything on the menu. When you is say the best when you say the, the best, when you say the best, you just mean really, really good, right? No, I mean the best. No, that's that's an impossible thing to achieve. Okay, somewhere there is the best chicken salad. You just admitted, right? Yes. So there. So it's not impossible to but achieve. But you have to. It but, has been achieved. But you have to surpass what they did. Well, I mean, yeah, but like you think that chicken salad is topped out? Like you don't think there's any room for improvement? No. Just make it a little bit. Just make it a little bit better. But that's not how food works. Why not? So they so they've created like this work of art, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just like like move a nod. Um, like, you have you're to like it's it's a it's a local optimum optimum. So like you can't make like it's been optimized for that. Yes. Right. So yes. like you couldn't improve it by like just adding a tiny bit of salt. Right. You'd have to like completely rethink it. Right. To find like a you know a higher uh, valley. I, you wouldn't somewhere necess- else. In you the- wouldn't necessarily have to completely rethink it, right? Because the best chicken salad in the world probably has the best chicken. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like it's always from Japan. There's like one kind of fucking animal in Japan and they like raise it from birth and like do something special to it. And like it has yeah. weird traits. It's part of the family. They let it watch TV with them, you know. And that costs like that costs like $500 an ounce or something. Uh huh. So yeah. that's the best chicken, right? Right. You got to get the best mayonnaise. There actually is like some kind of fucking gigantic hen and it it's. I can't remember where it's from, but it costs the most mo- amount of money per pound of any food. But it's big. It's big and it's... Um, so it's worth a fortune, probably. Its flesh is uh, all dark meat. Oh, Like weird. it genetically produces dark meat. Hmm. So if you... if you, It looks like steak. Yeah. So I don't, who knows if that's really the best chicken? Or if people just like how it looks. Right. What's the deal with dark meat? Is that when you do like low weight, high reps so or like, something? So when I said that it's all dark meat, it's not like it's, you know, all those muscle groups. <laughs> but just genetically, it doesn't produce white meat. Yeah. But uh, the, with chickens it's and turkeys, the white meat, uh, dark meat thing is about parts of your body. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why that is. I don't know why the chest is white meat. Which parts of your body do you feel like would be dark meat? Is it, Yeah, that's a good question. Is this true for humans as well? Like, I think it's based on, you know, how you work out. Like, when I see people, like, really, like... Oh, you lean, think that's like, it? Yeah. So like, you think it's because the chickens don't really engage their core? That the chest is not... Well, their legs get kind of, like, flabby and, like filled with fat and stuff and that but their breast, legs they're are work they're working that breast when they're you know oh you think the breast wings. gets more work yeah oh that makes sense i didn't think about it so it's like a stronger leaner muscle i just thought about them trotting around all day because uh, they do trot that's true and the wings i wasn't even really thinking about the wings but the wings are dark meat mm, mm-hmm. but the wings are like we all know chicken wings. They're one of the most popular foods in the world. They're good. You know, they're little. 
They got little wings. Yeah. Right? There's not much dark meat there. People love them. I have a question. Okay. You got your wings. When you order wings, you got the 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 wings and the drumsticks. What the fuck is the drumstick? It's a leg, man. That's their leg? It's their leg, yeah. Is the rest of a chicken leg like all cartilage? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like the, it's not the thigh, but it's like the top of the leg. Chicken feet. You know, like, they say it's feet. like above the knee to the thigh. They say feet, but isn't a chicken foot really the whole damn leg? Or at least uh, the lower half? Yeah, I think it's like below the knee. They got those big ass like cartilagey leg things. So they don't do anything with their calves. No. These guys. Which that seems weird. Like you look at mm. a human leg, the calves can be huge. Right? Mm. Like I have pretty big calves. And mm-hmm. I don't do any plyometrics. I don't do any uh you know explosive leaping. Right. I just walk yeah. the dogs and that makes my calves pretty fucking big. Right. Th- these fucking chickens are strutting around with no calves. It's just all gristle and uh, loose skin. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, one of nature's miracles. Oh, I remember about these birds, these chickens. What about them? In addition to their meat being that color, they got big meaty feet. They got they got like feet that look like fists. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if you eat those, but they're highly prized among collectors of these animals. Huh. And many many people buy them as pets. Weird. It'd be great right. if I knew what country they came from. It'll come to you. Just relax and let it float to the surface. Uh, next topic. Um, what do we talk about? People have been doing stupid stuff. Um, Mousy doozies? Mousy doozies. What's going on? Um, I mean, we got Noam Chomsky saying shit. Who's been the dumbest lately? We got Chomsky. Oh, Michael Tracy for sure, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's for sure. He's he's like, uh, I don't know. You know, sometimes I wonder with Michael Tracy whether the story is that, like, he was just so wrong that he can't accept that in himself. And so he just digs and digs and digs until you start defending genocide. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's he's coping. He's coping right now with some of the things he's saying. What is he saying? Oh, you know, World War Three is right around the, the corner. We're mo- we're mobilizing for World War Three, you know, and we know what he's mad about, right? He's mad that this is working, mm. that just throwing money, throwing weapons at Ukraine, they actually seem to make good use of them consistently, right. which is not what you can say for, you know. So people bring up, well, you know, you dump all these weapons over there. You know, who knows what will happen? Like, we should be worried about Ukraine becoming ISIS or something. Yeah. but Could get in the hands of terrorists. But, like, um, we want them to win, and they clearly 
that that theory that giving them these weapons would just be handing it to some insurgents that's fallen apart because it's clear that Ukraine can win. Yeah. So now it becomes a question of. Yeah, it's really weird that people are coming out with this like, well, shouldn't we be like promoting peace? Like now that they're like actually winning against all odds. And you have you have these people like, I don't know, Jeffrey Sachs recently and the fucking MSNBC guy. Yeah, like, like people are people are coming up with these deals that that Zelensky would be crazy to accept. Right? Like uh Noam Chomsky suggested a really crazy Noam Chomsky was like, you know, they should just give them, you know, Don Bass and uh you know, accept some sort of neutrality. Right. And, it, you know, all that's out the window. Like, you can't, you know, Zelensky is saying all the right things, like, we're going to be non-aligned. But that can't be a condition of the of the settlement. You know, Ukraine needs to have some freedom to have allies because otherwise they're fucked. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be incredibly dumb for them to, like, pause, like, not join NATO, have no, like, real secure guarantee for security um, in the future, right? But give Russia time to regroup. That's, like, the worst of all worlds for them. So it is kind of, like, I don't know what Putin could accept, but yeah, so that's that's the kind of shit that Tracy is posting. And he posted that Putin is very multicultural. He was basically saying like to all like Putin's right wing fans, you're not the real fans. I'm the real fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I saw that. It's like it's really weird that right wing people like Putin <laughs> because he's so multicultural. <laughs> they probably just don't get him. Yeah, he could never like. Tracy could never understand why this is genocide because I guess because he's racist and he can't like, he can't to him. Ukrainians and Russians are the same. So he doesn't understand why Russians don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, you know, and Ukrainians. Yeah. Ukrainians. Yeah. So like when he, you know, when Russia started taking the kids, that's when I was like, Oh, that, I mean, that's pretty much genocide. Right. You kill all the adults and then you steal the kids. That's genocide. Yeah. And also, I feel like when that became clear, it's, you know, I I don't, I'm not fretting about escalation anymore. Because who am I to say to Biden, oh, you know, you can only help him so much. Uh, If you help him too much, you know, Putin might get mad. (laughs) 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 when what he's already doing is unacceptable so i don't think we should yeah i I don't think we should send troops or anything but we need to sneak some migs over probably yeah i think well they're doing that right also i know that the other criticism that people would say is oh you're just trying to keep russia in a in a quagmire it's actually best for russia if they just lose right quagmire is worse we don't want that, actually. We want Ukraine to just straight up win. And that's what's become clear, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's not like that we have a fucking choice, right? It's not like there's a button that we can push that, like, makes, you know, peace. Like, who knows what Putin's 
uh, rat or like what would satisfy him, as you said? Well, I think, well, you know, I think what Putin should do is like just declare that he's killed all the Nazis. Right. Yeah. And then go back to like whatever the rebel held territories were before the war and see if that can stick. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do something soon because they're running out of combat powder power unless they're going to mobilize. That would be, I mean, maybe he would do that. I just think, um, I mean, even if they have the troops, aren't they getting, they're running out of equipment, you know? I also like, think, I also, I think this is one situation where he's backed himself in a corner and he can't do that. Like having, uh, a draft, you know, draft like 500,000 teenagers um, who are all hooked on crocodile and like send them out there. He knows that that doesn't make sense for uh, a special military operation, you know? Well, it became a war. NATO made it a war. Well, you're fighting NATO. I, I get it. But uh, I just, I feel like uh, the terms of what he sold are so far afield from that. That that would be one situation where you'd be like, oh, you know, let's just. He's also, I think he's all, what we've learned about him is that he's, uh, you know, he likes to play small ball. Oh, and so. He thought, he, well, he likes to do like little engagements and like pushing lines and then getting what he can out of it. And uh, yeah, but this was like surprisingly big. Right? It but he, fit the pattern. He, didn't, he didn't think it would be. Because, like, he thought what would happen is you just parachute in 300 bodybuilders into, like, an airport in Kiev, and then mm-hmm. they would just go straight to, like, Zelensky and, like, kill him, and then, like, you'd have a new president, right? He thought this would be so easy. And then the rest of the force was just to, like, push through the country. And, like, hey, surrender. Mm-hmm. So he thought, I mean, he thought this would take 15 days. So he didn't think that the full invasion force was actually necessary. Right. So he fucked up. You know, he he likes to play small ball. He likes to do um, limited actual military engagement. You know, whether wrongly or rightly, it it hid the fact that their military kind of sucks. Yeah. When you always play small ball and then you do the big parades and show off these fake weapons. It's, It's funny how, like, his fake weapons always were believed. Mm-hmm. But like, remember when France came up with that uh, jetpack? No. <laughs> they had like, you know, France does some weird kind of fascist military parade every year. What's it called? I can't remember what it is. But they show off oh. all their all their toys, and, and you know, Macron is there. Like, I feel like he's like almost he's in like a chair, like watching the proceedings. You know? Yeah, like a Roman emperor. And then they had some guy like on a jetpack. And he like he like could fly around, and he had like a gun that was a flamethrower, <laughs> <laughs> and like um, people on here because it was him were acting like that. Is it like the coolest fucking thing? Like it's like super cool, right? Oh, he had like jet boots, I believe, right? <laughs> so like it was cool. Like it's like really cool. Um, and people, I, I'm just so confident that it, if it was some random country and it wasn't yeah. involved in our politics, like if Suriname right. had that, everyone would be like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It does seem a little try hard for France, though. Sure. I, I don't know. It seemed maybe it's also French to do that. <laughs> the old flambe. And now, uh, now the UK has them too. They have like uh, some sort of jetpack that you can wear. <laughs> and the demonstration they used was like if you're on like a boat, like a little boat, and there's like a big boat, you can use the jetpack to just go straight up on top of it. I'm trying to imagine this on the battlefield, you know? Yeah, why would you do that? You just see this guy cut like jetpacking in with a flamethrower and maybe it's like, like really choppy seas or something. Hmm. Where you can't get the boat close enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe the boat's on fire. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to board a boat. Sure. I mean, how long does it take to board a, a you know, uh, an aircraft carrier from like a little boat? Probably like a long time. Right. Mm, yeah, big chop, choppy seas out there. It take minutes for sure. What, I don't even know how they do it. Is there like a little? Is there a little? Lift? In movies, there's like rungs on the side, uh-huh. right? And you like skim along, and then you grab a rung, and then you're pulling yourself up this big boat. Yeah. Um, they probably, you know, in good circumstances, they probably just roll a ladder down, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I, That's got to be how know. you do it. There's not like a door on the side that you open. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. There might be a door higher up, but you got to climb up there. ropes or something. So that takes yeah. minutes. That probably takes five minutes. Like, yeah. even if you're like a good at it. So if you have a jetpack, you just turn the jetpack on. You're up there in Wait, a minute. This is, this is, the jetpack is for getting on your own boats. <laughs> the video they showed was like going from a little boat you're like chasing it or well you're following a giant boat and you're in a little okay. boat and then you jetpack up to the big boat so this is an enemy ship you're boarding maybe i mean maybe that'd be maybe really not weird if they developed a jetpack just to get people back on the aircraft carrier doesn't really make sense why they're like <laughs> we got tired of throwing ladders down so we're just gonna give everyone jetpacks so they can. Yeah, like, I mean, if you did get on an enemy boat that way, that would be pretty cool. I just don't I see. Am. I'm not sure the utility of it. Wait, you think that you think it makes more sense to use a jetpack to get on your own boat? Well, you're than own, to get on an enemy boat. Your allies' boat, yes. No way, man. That's first not, of all. They're not carrying a jetpack just to get them back on the boat. Like not back give me on, an maybe joining. Context in which maybe that makes joining. Sense. You're joining the boat. Where were okay? Where were you? What's going on? Describe this for me. <laughs> well, if you're James Bond, it would definitely hey. come up, right? I mean, so one thing that I'm thinking of is when did like didn't Israel like kill someone and like oh Israel? In I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure Israel is all over this. <laughs> this is like right up their alley. <laughs> They did some fucking thing. I want to, was it like, was it Libya? It might've been Libya, but there was like, they found some dude they went to kill and he was like in Libya or somewhere in Africa, like North coast. And so they had like, you know, like these guys in little like rubber dinghies or whatever with like motors and shit. And they just like, you know, they got off the boat and then they like zoomed to shore and then like went and assassinated him and then like went and like, Oh, you know, so that was that was a scenario where maybe if they had jetpacks, they could have gotten back on the boat faster. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I mean, yeah, like, you know, when Batman had to, like, be picked up by the plane, right? And he had to, like, catch a hook (laughs) and be pulled by it, right? Uh Huh. Maybe, you know, they were just bringing him back to a boat. Uh, Maybe he could have just used the jetpack from China to the boat. Yeah. So there, there would be utility to it in the Batman universe. But, yeah, I don't, it, it does seem like, well, who knows? This is above our pay grade. We don't That's know what true. they're doing. We don't know. It just, uh, one question I had is, like, it's not a great place to fire up a jetpack, a little boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better work. Yeah. Yeah. But he got up there. He did it. They showed him doing it, right? Like he, he had like a GoPro on, and he went all the way up there and then landed. And yeah. the landing looked difficult. Like it looks like an ACL tear waiting to happen. Because you, know, you turn it off and then you crash on there, basically. Right. But yeah, it could have been an enemy boat. It just seems like it'd be loud. Would it? <laughs> when are they not going to notice you doing that? I bet radar doesn't work on that. It's not going to pick up a dude on a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Why not though? You're not going to see a little like beep beep, like a little dot, a little dot coming at you. <laughs> it's not big enough. That's what happened in the Moscow. Is they flew it in low. If you had a jetpack, you could fly it in the low. The Neptunes. Low, I bet. They flew the Neptunes in low. Yeah. And I bet if you had a jetpack and you were flying in low, that would actually not be as much of a problem as it was for the missile. Why was it a problem? For them? The missile hits water once, you know, the whole operation is over. Did you have to fly that low? That where you're worried about hitting water? Yes. It depends on... Uh, so, like, there's a bunch of different conditions. They found the sweet spot where the weather was bad but the waves weren't quite high enough that they couldn't fire Neptunes. Yeah. So there was a sweet spot where they could fly it low enough, radar wouldn't pick it up. Weather was bad, so like other elements of their radar wouldn't work, and Mm -hmm. it could get over the waves. Right. And they were doing the same route over and over again with the the boat. So they were just like... They got complacent. Waiting. So lazy, man. There's been so much Sun Tzu in this thing, right? Yeah. I, I frequently, you know, like how we need to get, we need to give Putin a golden bridge, the golden mm-hmm. bridge to a compromise where this ends. What does he say? Like siege is like the worst option. Is that what he said? Siege warfare is like the worst. I think is that what he said? He, he's like, it's just the worst. <laughs> It sucks. But like, it seems like he would be delighted by Ukraine waiting 45 days to ship that boat until conditions were perfect um, mm-hmm. and they had gotten complacent and whatnot. Also, their secrecy. It was unclear if they had these missiles, which is, you know, an impressive thing to pull off. We, we have to, you know, I'm sure the U.S. military has some secret stuff. But I feel like we would know, like it would get out when the first F-35s were ready. But yeah, like it was ambiguous whether they had these. It's still ambiguous how many they have. Do you think that we're doing 
We got to be doing like secret stuff to help them, right? I'm sure that they have all access to our satellites and stuff like that. Do you think we have people in there helping? Like advisors on the grounds? There's got to be some CIA people in there, right? Right. There's got to be special ops. Do you think any of them are in contested territory? Um, maybe. One thing I've been intrigued by, you know, and if it wasn't, if it wasn't for nuclear weapons, we would be all over them. Is, uh, you know, we, we've blown up these boats now. I really don't think Russia has control over that sea. Hmm. It's ambiguous control for sure. Mm-hmm. You could you could zip some stuff into, you know, that steel plant. It's right on yeah. the water. You could fly some. I mean, you could get some boats in there. Yeah. Um, you know, we invaded. It's just super. Um, all the super. dumb shit. All the dumb shit we did in Panama. It wasn't a matter of getting the boats there. We did that great. We got people on the actual territory really well. So it must be tempting to send a boat out there that has weapons on it. Yeah, it seems like they're getting them weapons uh, totally fine, though. Not there, though. They're trapped Oh, there. to, like, the the coast? And I don't know how long that's going to go on. Oh, also, it seems like Putin has Parkinson's. Yeah, that table-gripping video. The table-gripping, that's when I sort of closed it down. Was there things that made you think he had Parkinson's before that? He's done some stuff with his right hand. He grips pens and like flinches his thumb a lot. And, uh, you know, he seems to have a limp on his right side. Mm -hmm. So we've seen that before. And I was like, maybe, right? But the gripping the tape, like, who knows how long he gripped it like that. We have an unbroken five minute shot of him gripping the table like that. And like, put your hand on a table. It sucks. Like, start gripping your table like that. Yeah. Like, I'm already, like, first of all, it's not keeping your your thumb on top while you grip it like that. It's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And my arm is getting tired already, right? Yeah, it's just weird. It's uncomfortable. So, like, why would you do that for all that time? You know, sometimes I used to think he was, like, an Adderall addict or something, right? And, like, he needs to be doing something with his body all the time. Yeah, he needs he needs a fidget spinner. But he started he was gripping the table like that, and then his leg was doing funky stuff. His foot was doing funky stuff. He's tapping. Yeah. One side of your body is real twitchy. There's really just one explanation for that. And people say it's puffier. I mean, he doesn't look great. He, he looks look puffy. Great. He looks like he's on steroids. Yeah. You know, he could have had a stroke, but most likely Parkinson's is what explains it. That doesn't help us out all that much, though, does it? I mean, that's mm. a long, slow. Well, it's not necessarily long and slow, but it doesn't. It's not going to go on the time frame we want, right? You know, and he's going to get worse, right? Yeah, it seems like this is not making him behave well. So, well, he's yeah. he's probably going to start like promoting walkathons. You know, he's going to get one of those bracelets. That was the other thing about this is he know he knows that's out there, right? You know, they sat at a tiny table, right? So they got rid of the long table and they sat at this really tiny table. I mean, I'm talking like a dinner for two at Applebee's has a bigger table, (laughs) right? And like uh, Shoyu, you know, he he has, his hands just don't move at all. 
you know, he, he's worried about dying. He probably doesn't want to make any sudden movements. But yeah, like, and Putin's left side is normal. Just like hangs there in the chair. Mm. But I was surprised. Why not flip it around and show us the good side? I don't know, man. It is kind of weird. Um, it is crazy, though. Like, can you imagine if we didn't it's have so nuclear crazy. weapons? So many things are crazy out there. Yeah. So if we didn't have nuclear weapons, like if they didn't exist, we would just like conquer Russia like right now. Man, yes. Well, right. I mean, like if this happened without nuclear weapons, there would be a legitimate like Finland still has territory. They lost to Russia. Mm-hmm. Finland might Finland would take it back soon because the Russian military is completely overstretched here and has been revealed as bad. Yeah, like super bad. Like they can't they cannot, you know, there's a scenario where they defeat Ukraine conventionally. But if they do that, like, they couldn't really win a war conventionally against the Baltic states. Yeah. If those three states decided to invade, they would get some territory, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. That's just nuts to me. I mean, I guess you don't really have to. That's the thing. If you have nuclear weapons, you don't have to worry about. First of all, if you have nuclear weapons, you waste money on them all the time. And the weapons? They're really expensive. They pay for themselves. <laughs> Come on. But your convention, like, uh, if your economy is like Russia's, you're going to start backsliding on your conventional weaponry. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's kind of a crutch. Like, you don't really need... You don't really need the conventional shit because, you know, nobody's yeah. ever going to attack you. Yeah. That's why you, that's why you don't do these invasions. He just... He really, he, he really underestimated how much Ukrainians don't like the idea of being conquered again. Yeah. He probably thinks like a lot of things are fake, right? He seems to, he seems to have, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities in, you know, how Trump actually, you know, he's a con man, but he's also somewhat brainwashed by Fox. Like he sees right. things on Fox and he believes them. Sure. And I feel like Putin built his own propaganda networks and he's gotten old and kind of paranoid and like he sees stuff on them and he believes it. Like well, he that's, be- that's that's a classic move for an autocrat, right? Like going back to kings and shit, like, you know, having these courtiers and shit who tell you what you want to hear. Like happen like it's it's very easy for that to happen. But he knew at the start power. That, that the concept was that they would lie to the people, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. But he doesn't know how to filter that to like what the reality is. Right. You know, Trump might have people around him who are lying all the time. Right. But if he wasn't an idiot, he could know that CNN and MSNBC are telling the truth about a lot of shit. Right. But he got kind of dumb as he got older and he started to think MSNBC, like he started to think Fox was the truth about some things. Trump? Yeah, and like he would fixate on these things he saw on Fox that were like, we saw it in that Axios interview, right? Like, he really didn't know the COVID stats. And when he found them out, there was like this priceless moment where he was like confused, uh-huh. kind of like hurt, right? Like oh, he truly, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he like, truly was like, no, was, 
I'm doing really good. Like he, like he wasn't faking that, like because he was pathetic in that moment. He would never fake being pathetic. Right. So I think that's happened with, like I think Putin insulated himself from Ukrainians being people, from being people who didn't, you know, had their own identity and didn't want to be Russian, because um, he had not encountered that in his culture. No one was telling him that. And so yeah. I, I feel like he thought that everything would just be fine. They'd roll over. You know, Zelensky is a drug addict and a Satanist, maybe. He's a Nazi. And he thought it would all, like, be okay. Like, they just roll over. Like, and, you know, this has happened before in human history, right? Like, sometimes it's really easy to do a coup. Like, he saw Afghanistan. That was super easy. Oh, yeah. Well, like, Czechoslovakia, right? And wasn't that like a three-day thing? They just took it over and put in a puppet. Yeah. It happens. I'm sure he thought, you know, that Zelensky would just leave like Ghani did. Shout out to Ghani gang. But like, you know, he, he didn't understand the Ukrainian identity. And that's that's why he's killing spies and generals and whatnot. Lots of people are disappearing right now. It's kind of crazy in the past week. Uh, oil executives in Russia... Oh my God, that was so nuts. Yeah. I feel like we're not talking about this enough. Like, that was insane. So, two oil executives and their families, a wife and was a wife and daughter in both instances? Yes, it was multiple family members both times. Yeah. All like murdered, one vacationing in Spain, I think. And in both cases, and the, one in the, Moscow. In both cases, the family was murdered and then the. A husband was found hanged. So so you have to believe that two different oil and gas executives. I thought one of them was shot. Oh, really? One of the one of the execs, yeah. Oh, okay. So one family was just massacred? Well, it was like uh so one one guy was like, you know, hanged himself in quotes, and his wife and daughter were stabbed to death, and then one of the other guys I think was shot and I guess his family was shot too. I don't know. But they probably did that in a way where you could plausibly think he committed suicide, right? I guess. But anyway, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? (laughs) These were former, they were former Gazprom executives. So like, there's no way that's a coincidence. Um, There's no way that, if, if it happened with one, I'd be like, hey man. I know lots of crazy stuff happens, but two right. in one week, you know, one was in Spain. One was in Spain, one was in Moscow. So, you know, going out to Spain to do that, that's some seriously crazy shit. Like, I don't know what these people knew, but it seems like a way bigger. Lots of things have, in this war are happening and people are kind of like, they like, well, you know, Russia's crazy. like like no you can't you can't do that you can't go to spain and assassinate a family that's like a movie or something yeah spain in in the real world that's why i hope putin goes away is that i'm so sick of this bullshit where he does stuff that's just not acceptable and we have to just like be like well it's russia yeah like don't he's the only guy who is poisoning people in the UK 
and doing it so badly that he accidentally poisons like passersby. Yeah. You can't do that, dude. That's like, no, you can't do that. Like, it's Bush League. Line. It's Bush League as well. Uh, you need to have some more class and do it right. Yeah, I don't get the poisoning thing. Because it, it's like not all that effective. Like that, not that, not, not everyone dies. Most people don't die. But it's like they don't want people to die, but they want you to know they did it. Like, what is going on there? That's a good question. Like, why are they so... Like, you sent, like, the scripball poisoning, right? Yeah. You sent out two FSB guys to do that. Right. Those two guys could have just killed the scripballs. They make it... Okay, so there's no question. Like, we know it's we know it was Russia, basically, because they're the only ones who have access to these... And we know, like, at least it's like a, it's like a... With that poisoning in specific... It's like a nation state. Right. They... This is not like, you know, <laughs> just like randos. I'm too right? drunk to remember that. Novichok. Uh-huh. So they've used Novichok multiple times, and only they have it. Right. So it's clear they want us to know that it was, it was them. Well, but and, then... And then we it arrested... It doesn't always work. <clears throat> Those two F- FSB agents were arrested and questioned. And they oh, were I like, forgot that. Okay. And they, and they gave like an interview that was like, like almost mocking the interviewer. We were just sightseeing. Yeah. And it's like, no, you like, that's crazy. First of all, there's like nothing there <laughs> where he was poisoned. But like two Russian guys aren't going out there to go look at the Moors or whatever the fuck is out there. Right. <laughs> but yeah. They, they want us to know. But yeah, the people tend to live way more often than you'd think. Yeah. Like Navalny lived. That's not, I don't know. I, you know, people always think Putin is a genius and doing like some like fourth level thing where this is the most effective way to fuck with us. Yeah. But maybe he's not, maybe he's like kind of an idiot and is just obsessed with the idea of poisoning people. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it arouses more fear when you use poison. They put, but they poisoned Abramovich and we're just not talking about it. When did they poison him? When did they do it? A it? While. Yeah, a month it was ago. a while back. Yeah. A month ago? Oh, right, right, at the negotiations. You're talking about the oligarch guy. Yeah, he went blind for a couple of days. Yeah, 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 okay. And people are like, well, you know, well, Pentagon's put out some vague statement of like, it could be environmental factors. Environmental oh, factors? Yeah. How many times in your life have you gone blind for two days? Right? That's not allergies. Yeah. <laughs> Going blind for an hour is a big deal, right? So clearly they were exposed to something really bad. You know, he had to like fly to Turkey and go to the ER there. Right. So like bad things were happening there. And uh, yeah, whether it's right or wrong, it's just weird to me that we're just not talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's nuts. Why, like, why did they, I mean, they had to kill the oil exec families I think you were saying that had to be like a loyalty thing, you know, it's like, cause you do that to send a message, right? Right. Like if, if you're just trying to silence them, you don't need to kill the family. These guys were waffling or something. They heard that they were thinking about, you know, setting up shop in Monaco permanently or something. Right. Uh huh. So you and doing them both at once too, like also makes it clear. I think there were two also days. a message. I think there were two, two days, days between, yeah. uh, that's, you know, uh, but yeah, killing the families, that's the strongest message you can send. Yep. It's the, 
It's something classic that, mafia move. And it's something it's beyond the pale, right? They haven't done that shit before. I haven't heard of them. I don't know what what's up with the novel Nee's family, but they haven't all been murdered. Right. To just whack everybody. Yeah, it's, it's not something they've been doing with dissidents. But I don't know. It also seems desperate, right? It seems desperate. Like you're really Or a little unhinged, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But they definitely did that. And they definitely did the apartment bombings, which the world chose to be like, well, it's just uh, it's too nuts to believe. We I really guess. the world really gave Putin a lot of rope. We really gave him a chance mm-hmm. to calm down. Oh, yeah. Well, we appeased him quite a bit. Remember the reset? Mm-hmm. Was the reset with Medvedev, though? Was that med- meditative? I, I feel like the reset was Medvedev. Well, it was Obama, right? Wasn't it when Obama first came in? It's when Obama, but it, it's certain, I think like the term was used when Medvedev was ostensibly president. And Medvedev seemed to be engaging us more in a way that could lead to something good. So a reset with him actually made sense, right? You got to give it a chance at least. Yeah, I don't know. I but mean, then, I mean, Putin, like when he came back into soul power, you know, well, he just likes to invade people. Yeah, I mean, really, Crimea, Georgia, like that should have been, it should have been a bigger deal, right? Crimea was one where Crimea was when I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want a war, but I was sort of confused as to what our relationship was with Ukraine. We signed this memorandum saying, we'll defend you. We will defend your territory, right? And people are like, well, that's not a treaty. A treaty is different. We still promised them that, you know, if they gave up their nuclear weapons, we would protect them, right? We definitely did that. Was that actually a written agreement or was that kind of like... It was an agreement, yeah, between us, Russia, and Ukraine. Because Russia promised, too, we'll protect your territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened, I was like, it seems like we're just, like, it seems like there's no, as I look at a Ukraine flag in my neighborhood, it seems nice. like there's no commitment to protecting them or honoring our agreement to them. Because I feel like with both Syria and Ukraine, Obama was like, let's just get to 2016. Let's just mm. get to 2016 and win that one. But, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think you wanted shit to do with Syria. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You just wanted to avoid any more military conflicts. Afghanistan was enough. Mm. And so I was sort of with it, but I also was like, I said many times, like, seems like Putin invades a neighboring country a lot. Like, every every five years. And, like, is he going to stop doing that? Because eventually, like... He has to stop. And this time I feel like this is the end. Like this is clearly it is. It's where the world decided like we can't let him do it anymore. Yeah. Well, but we appeased the shit out of anything else he's ever done, too. He couldn't take the W. Like Crimea was a nice score. That really worked out great for him. It's a great port. Great vacation spot. Ugh. And he, he he made that work, right? It's not even it's not contested in any way. So, like, that's a huge win for him. Yeah, he, he couldn't 
I don't know what the fixation is. I know that the Soviet Union was always fixated on Ukraine. They see it as super valuable mm-hmm. because of the Black Sea and because of all the wheat. All the wheat. Uh huh. Gateway to Europe. That's true. Nixon said that, like, without Ukraine, the Soviet Union is just Russia. Hmm. Ukraine is the key to making them a world power. Hmm. He was a smart guy. He was probably based on some good stuff. Yeah. He drank a little too much. Well, hey, he was under a lot of stress. That's true. That's true. All right. Should we wrap it up? 